Welcome to the IT Smart Guy podcast, a technology podcast aimed at the modern business owner. And here's your host, Tony Edwards. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the IT Smart Guy podcast, the tech-based podcast for the modern business owner. My name's Tony and in this episode we're going to talk about Microsoft's recent announcement surrounding updates to Windows 10, Netflix's password crackdown and more tech job cuts. We then have our next guest in the interview section. We've got Stacey Calder, who runs the Business Success Network, and we chat about a variety of things, from her background through to the apps she likes to use and her business awards. Finally, as always, at the end, I'll be sharing my tip of the episode. Well, actually, Stacey's kind of given us that as well, so I thought I'd just add my thoughts. Let's jump straight in to the news. Let's look at what's happening in the news. So, first up, some news for all of you Windows users out there. As of April 2023, the majority of Windows users are still rocking Windows 10. And you know what? There's good reason for that. Windows 10 has become a beloved operating system, and it's followed Microsoft's typical pattern of good and not-so-good releases. So let's take a quick walk down memory lane. We've seen Windows 98 to ME, XP to Vista, 7 to 8, and finally 10 to 11. But here's the kicker. Windows 10 is nearly 8 years old. That's quite a feat considering its impressive performance and feature set. However, Microsoft have decided it's time to bid farewell and move on to greener pastures. And they recently announced that the current version, 22H2, will be the final release of Windows 10. Now this news has come straight from the Windows blog, where they have shared their client roadmap update. So if you're currently using Windows 10, don't expect any more changes or any new features. The end is in sight. And it's marked on the calendar April 4, April 14th, no, October 14th, 2025. Until then, Microsoft will continue to support Windows 10 with those monthly security updates. But here's the catch. They are encouraging everyone to upgrade to Windows 11 because Windows 10 is now essentially stuck in a death spiral. The company already announced its termination date. But the newsworthy bit here is that there won't be any more feature updates for Windows 10. Now, you might be thinking, wait, this is news to me, but fear not. Microsoft have been trying to entice people away from Windows 10 since they released Windows 11 back in October 21. Surprisingly, a lot of users are content with Windows 10. It's fast, stable, and does everything they need. Windows 11, on the other hand, has seen... Uh, has been seen as a bit of a downgrade or a mild update because of some interface changes and let's not get started with the taskbar. Now, Windows 10 is still installed on almost 70% of devices as of February 2023 according to StatCounter. But Microsoft isn't one to give up easily. They have been making moves to convince people to switch to Windows 11 for quite some time. In January, they stopped selling individual licenses, making Windows 11 the default operating system for new PCs. For those of you in the do-it-yourself crowd, licenses are still available from third parties, but it's always a bit tricky to navigate their authenticity. 
at this point, I'm afraid it might be time to wave that white flag and upgrade. Windows 11 does come with some exciting new features. It's got the Xbox Game Bar. And if you're not a fan of the uh, UI changes, fear not. There are some affordable add-ons like Start 11 and also some free utilities like Explorer Patcher that can make it look and feel like Windows 10. So Windows users, the clock is ticking. The time has come to decide whether to stick with Windows 10 or take the leap into the world of Windows 11. At the end of the day, the choice is yours. But remember, change can sometimes bring with it some great new experiences. From Microsoft to Netflix, who have finally begun cracking down on password sharing, just as they had promised, and it's happening in major markets like the UK and the US. Now, we all know that a Netflix subscription can range from $4.99 up to $15.99 per month in the UK. Netflix is now notifying customers that if they want to share their account outside of their homes, they're going to have to pay an additional $4.99 per month. If you're in the US, that's about $8. The aim behind this move is to boost those subscriber numbers. However, this new policy has received a number of mixed reactions, especially in countries where this has already been tested. In Spain, for example, when Netflix started, they were charging €5.99 for an additional account. It lost over a million subscribers in three months, according to Kantar. Now, just recently, Netflix sent out emails to customers in over 100 countries and territories, including Australia, Brazil, France and Germany, Mexico and Singapore, informing them about the changes to account sharing. The company had already warned investors that cancellations were expected as they implement this program, but they believe in the long run, paid sharing will lead to increased revenue which will help them to continue to improve their service and also their growth. Interestingly, in Canada, where these changes were introduced back in February, Netflix has actually seen its paid membership base grow larger than before, with an uptick in revenue growth. This encouraged the company to expand its efforts and target the millions of households worldwide that still share passwords, despite it being against Netflix's original rules. The reason behind this push for pay sharing and cracking down on password sharing is simple. The streaming market competition has intensified and continues to intensify. Netflix want to tap into this audience to generate more revenue. There are heavyweight players out there like Disney and Amazon who have entered the scene with their own services. Netflix faces challenges to its dominance. Plus, customers are feeling the pressure from rising prices across the board. To address this, Netflix has been experimenting with a less expensive streaming option that includes ads. They've also reduced prices in 116 countries by notifying customers in some of their most important markets about these changes. Netflix hopes to strike a balance between maintaining a loyal subscriber base and an increase in revenue. They have a global subscriber count of 233 million. And this streaming giant is undoubtedly a force to be reckoned with within this industry. Finally, more staff cuts in the tech sector. 
as Vodafone, BT and Dropbox have all announced staff cutbacks and AI is being described as the predominant reason, if you believe the first couple of paragraphs in the press. Vodafone have announced that 11,000 job roles will go over the next three years. They currently employ over 100,000 people worldwide and 9,000 within the UK. And this is the largest round of job cuts within their history. BT plan to cut staff numbers by up to 55,000 people over the next five to seven years. This is over 40% of their workforce. And Dropbox are planning to drop 16% of its employee count. BT are planning to replace 10,000 of those job roles through the implementation of automation and digitisation strategies, while other roles are going to disappear when they complete the rollout of their full fibre and 5G networks across the UK, which they believe will mean they won't require as many engineers because this new infrastructure is more reliable. Dropbox CEO Drew Houston has said that the reason for their staff cuts is because the AI era of computing has finally arrived. While Vodafone have changed their CEO in the last few weeks and she is concerned about their competitive edge. But if you do a little bit more digging, a little bit more reading about this, it all comes back to money. Dropbox has seen a slump in growth which in turn leads to a decline in profits. BT have reported a drop in pre-tax profits of 12%, while Vodafone reported a 1.3% drop in earnings. All of this money loss has resulted in job losses. And according to TechCrunch, more than 184,000 people have been laid off within the tech sector in 2023 already. That is a massive number, and I truly hope that those affected go on to greater things. That's it for the news this time. Let's get on to the good stuff. Do you have an interesting tech story? Do you run a business? Are you a technology provider and would like to come onto the show and have a chat? You can now do just that. All you need to do is go to the link in the show notes and apply. The application takes literally two minutes and who knows what it could lead to. Increased brand awareness, more social media followers, a boost in revenue, or just a platform for you to share your story. What have you got to lose? Apply now. The interview. So we now come to the interview part of the podcast, and I've got another fantastic guest lined up. She is the owner of the Business Success Network, and her name is Stacey Calder. Hi Stacey, how are you? Hi Tony, I'm great thanks, how are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Thank you so much for agreeing to come onto the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Because I know how busy you are running some (laughs) business type awards perhaps, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. Definitely. (laughs) Brilliant, so for people that don't know who you are, why don't you just give us a little bit of an introduction to who you are, what you do. Yep, so as you said, I'm Stacey Calder and I run the Business Success Network and Magazine. And what that is, is it's a community of experts, but also, you know, just small to medium businesses that want to um, that want to grow, that need the support. It can be really kind of challenging when you're a small business owner and you're on your own and you haven't got that team of people 
so we are the we are the cheerleaders in the background if you like we help people get as visible as possible um, and our heart our whole ethos is to grow you and grow your business lovely and you, like you uh, just alluded to that you do that in a number of ways you know you've got your magazine um, you've got a podcast which I've been a guest you've got awards um, but obviously that's not the only thing you've done in your career so let's talk about let's go back to the start where did all that you know how did you start how did I get that yeah. yeah so yeah you're right everything I do tends to be around visibility it's around helping people with their marketing assets so they might tell me they're really good at social media but they don't do anything in print uh, they might say they've got a podcast but they don't know how to promote it it might be that they want to be a speaker but they've never done that and so we look at all their assets and what we've they've got and and piece together a strategy to help them improve that but it hasn't always been that way i've been in business 16 years now and i started very much like a lot of my clients kind of working from home kitchen table business as, as a lot of people would call it um, and it was a case of i just didn't want to go back to kind of corporate rat runs we'd got the children by then and so i wanted something where i could still use my brain Steve still feel like I was a, a human being and not in that CBB's world, but do it on my terms and have some flexibility. So I set up a business and I also set up a company for mums in business as well. And that was a networking company. So it was all about the coffee mornings. It was about um, all those different networking opportunities that you get, but it was allowing them to bring their children or understanding that there were family commitments as well. And so I did that for about eight years. We franchised it and it grew to be quite a big network. There was around 26,000 members covering 34 franchises across the country. So I lived and breathed kind of the networking, the um, the training and the support side of it. And that's what I really loved. I loved being able to you know, run masterclasses on how they could market their business on a shoestring and things like that because I was living and breathing and going through it myself. Um, and had those children at home. So it allowed me to, to run my business. It also allowed me to help other people. And so I did that for eight years. And I realized that it wasn't just mums that I was helping. You know, it was, um, there was guys that was coming and speaking. There were, you know, absolutely anyone. And, and we were kind of open to that. And so when time came for me to uh, sell the business on, I set up the Business Success Network, which was about making sure that there was a team of experts that could help this community that I'd built up over the years. Um, because if you network for 16 years, you kind of end up with a, with this huge community of people that, you know, that you like and that you want to champion and you want to cheerlead. So that's what the Business Success Network was about. Um, I bought the magazine in as a, as a, something to accompany it, really, just to make it a bit different from other networks. And then I didn't realise, I knew how much work went into magazines, don't get me wrong, but I didn't realise what a big part of the network it would become. And so, it, it again, that allows people to, you know, get on the front cover of a magazine or get in there with their expert advice. Uh, and that's what I've been doing ever since. So, um, yeah, that's a kind of whistle-stop tour of my 16 years in business, if you like. <laughs> and your kids, uh, you mentioned a couple of times, they've always been a big part of everything you do, you know, we met a couple of years ago through online networking during the pandemic, though yes. it feels like we've known each other for so much longer. Um, we won't talk about troublemakers here. Um, 
But you know, even then, you know, your kids were a massive part of network, and they remember, you know, Friday afternoons at four o'clock, and you know, one of your sons would come you in and be and it'd be McDonald's day. McDonald's. Yes, you've <laughs> cost me far too much in McDonald's. So um, yeah, the kids are a big part of this, and I think when you're in business, it can be really easy to. Um, there's still some discrimination. There's still well, there's still some discriminations about that. You know, I heard recently what someone that I was working with said that a client had basically said no, they weren't going to get the contract because they'd got they were a working mum and they didn't think they'd have the headspace. And it's absolutely bonkers because we all know if you know busy mums get stuff done, that's just the way it is. Um, and so my kids were off, you know, kind of starting school when I started business, and I thought this is brilliant. I'm going to set up my business, and that's going to be my new baby. Um, I never imagined that my house would get so full of, of more children. Um, and yeah, and like you say, I'm mum and a guardian to two as well. And so it has to work. You have to juggle it. Uh, but business for me has always been about, um, not the legacy, because that's a bit cheesy, but, you know, they can see actually that mum enjoys her business, that mum enjoys what she does. But it's really important that hard work you know, is part of that. It doesn't just get handed to you on a plate. And so they have been networking with me during lockdown. Let's face it, Tony, we had no choice. You know, they were in the kitchen homeschooling. I was in the office and there were times where they came in and, you know, they got they got to know you and they got to know the other networkers. And, and that was part of the thing. And lockdown, in a way, was really good for that because it allowed businesses to kind of see behind the scenes a bit. Yeah. Uh, and obviously it allowed... George to completely use you as a way to get McDonald's on a Friday. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for that. that would be George's answer to it as well. Tech allowed me to meet Tony and got me a McDonald's. Yeah. But um, I mean, you know, you know, the network is such a big thing. And you've been doing it for so long. You know, I, you know, I didn't really start net start networking until COVID because I didn't need to network before then. Uh, so coming into those networks was quite daunting. And it was nice that uh, you and a few other people, I think, recognised that and kind of, you know, show, you know, arm around the shoulder, you know, yeah. show me well, the movers and the shakers, the right people to speak to. And obviously along the way you work out the ones you don't want to speak to. <laughs> And, you know, there is a bit of that. We always talk about, don't we, Go, you know, light up the room. Don't be one of these people that when you leave the room, everyone goes, oh, phew, thank God. And that's, you know, it is about community. It's about finding the right people. And we just did that. You know, like you said, I can't believe it was only lockdown that we kind of really started networking together because it has felt so much more than that. And that's, you know, COVID was, it was horrendous for a lot of people, let's face it. But, you know, it, it and it was tough. But it did have some positives and the positives were actually by us all jumping online and networking, we got to network across the country. You know, I'm up in Warwickshire, you're down south. We possibly wouldn't have crossed paths had it, you know, had it not been for that. And so, you know, you've got to be really grateful for that, but you've got to take every opportunity. So yeah, and that's what absolutely. we've done really. Definitely. So moving on from that, how has technology change the way you do business over let's look at pre-covid and then post-covid 
Yeah, I'm laughing to myself as I say this because Tony, you know, you're my, you're like my, you're my tech team basically, and so I am. I'm not as bad as the, you know, have you turned it off and on again? But I am pretty. Oh, you know, I hold my hands up. I am not the techiest of tech people. Give me social media any day of the week. Give me that community building, and I'm fine. But tech, not tech, just scares me a little bit, and it's kind of that fear of the unknown, really. So before lockdown, I used to run a lot of events. They were face to face. I would do probably done the odd thing online, but not really much. I'd, I'd got a, you know a free Zoom account and and probably used it once every five years if someone random wanted to Zoom, but never really you know did a lot of or needed a lot of tech. The tech, like I said, I, I'd ring you and go, "Help! It's not working." That's about it lockdown made us have to change you know I couldn't go out and do events anymore I couldn't run master classes face to face and I love that I'm a real people person so I went from you know networking three or four times a week running master classes in person with groups of kind of 10 to suddenly thinking well this isn't going to happen now it's lockdown I can't leave my office what am I going to do so you know we embraced the tech and actually I laugh when I think back to training you know 200 team members on zoom those first few days of lockdown for for a client because i wouldn't imagine i was that techy enough to do it but it worked so we got there um and you know i then thought right okay so master classes let's take them online there's people that are sitting online they want something to do and so covid really did change that and actually changed it for the better because nobody's got time to be running around doing three or four networking meetings and traveling there and back for hours and all that kind of thing think it opened our eyes to what's possible if i'd have known it was going to happen i'd have bought shares in zoom probably i think, um, we, all, I think we all would have done uh, to be honest <laughs> yeah definitely i probably would have um removed teams am i allowed to say that and never looked never used it ever again because for me as a parent teams was like the it was crunch point at several times so um yeah that was an the, interesting the problem time. that the schools as you mentioned in teams you know the problem that schools had you know, a lot of them have got, especially primary, and sec, you know, and and the state secondary schools, they don't have huge budgets. They were rolling no. things out as and when they could. I mean, and everyone was just doing the best they could, yeah, couldn't they? I my, mean, I'd you know, be... Matthew's school, they they were sending worksheets out every every Monday for him to complete. No. And, you know, it wasn't until the second lockdown that they put something a little bit more substantial in place. Yeah. I remember that you know the first couple of weeks it was basically like like you said a worksheet that was here's what they're studying you know go and I was getting quite into it I was like I can do this I'd signed up to Twinkle or whatever it is and I was printing out sheets and I'd got their day and their little packs and then by week two I was thinking this is crazy and then you started to get all the right here's their actual live lessons and we'd got like I said we'd got five children in the house and I'm thinking okay that's Two, one on a phone each, one on a laptop, one here, one on an iPad. And it just got crazy. And you think, how were people coping, um, you know, if they hadn't got access to that tech? That was the big thing, you know. And uh, we're in an area, really, where there's, I think there's quite a lot of children that would have struggled during that time. So, um, yeah, the schools were really up against it, I think. And they did it. They did a grand job. But they obviously need Techie Tony with them. Um, so obviously you're, you know, you're a one man business, essentially, sorry, one woman business. That's all right. I've been um, called worse. 
I was going to say the pronoun word, but I know how much you love that word, so I won't. Um, Please don't call me a mumpreneur, please. There we go, you said it. Um. <laughs> yeah, let's just, let's just get rid of the elephant in the room right now. I, I just, it annoys me, you know. I wouldn't come on the show and go, oh, Tony, you're a dadpreneur. You just wouldn't. It's like, just stop. We're all business owners or whatever you want to call it, but just don't do that. I've just peed off like half of the female community that use that word, by the way, but... You know, I'm I'm a tech based podcast anyway. Most people that listen are people like me, geeky, geeky men sat in sheds, you know. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, offices. Um, But yeah, as a so as a you know as a you know a woman in business, it's you know it is. I mean, I can only imagine it's tough, you know, juggling everything. What, uh, if anything, tech wise has helped you juggle? work in the home right so you're gonna laugh at this because i am a one woman band but i you know me and the whole idea of the network is about we have these experts around us we have these cheerleaders so i've got a pa who is amazing and uh you know and i've got people like yourself who do the tech i've got uh, scruffy monkey who do my website and it all stems from people saying could you do clients could you do this for me and i say I could, but I don't want to, you know, I don't, I can build a website if I really, you know, had a gun put to my head, but I don't want to, it's not where my joy is. And so it's really important to have those people around you. Now, you know, when I, when me and my PA Anna started working together, I had my diary, my paperback diary, and I love it. I love bullet journaling. It was just a way of working. And she was going to, she was ready to kill me. So as simple as it is, Google Calendar has stopped my PA from killing me. And I have to say, it's really easy and it's lovely and it's very colour-coded, so it sits nicely with my diary. Um, So even something as simple as that, which is just, you know, where people can communicate, she just loads my diary up now. You know, I literally, you sent me this request, I threw it over to her, she's put it in there. It's that simple. Um, I know that there are times when things go wrong on my laptop where, you know, we're running out of space for instance, and I can just pick up the phone and go, Tony, what is it I need? What what do I need to do? Or what, you know, and you, you log in and you have a look. So whether you're a small business, a medium business or a big business, tech plays a huge part in it. It's just knowing what bits that you need and actually what bits that you don't necessarily need. Because it can, you know, even with things like antivirus, leave it to the experts because there's millions out there and I wouldn't have a clue so you put what you need on my laptop and I'll just go okay (laughs) (laughs) but it it is just that and I think a lot of especially smaller business owners they get too wrapped up in not spending money yeah and trying to do it all themselves and when you try and do everything yourself things just fall by the wayside there are certain things in business that I would be my almost my non-negotiables. So if I had, you know, one is tech because let's face it, I'm going to spend more time and effort and again, time, time is your biggest thing, trying to fix something when I could just ring an expert who can log in, look at it and probably fix it in far less time than I ever would. And I'd just end up throwing the thing, let's face it. Um, it's like your accounts, isn't it? 
you know yeah. we can do our accounts and if you enjoy that and you've got time to do it and you understand it fine me personally i haven't got time i'm one of these that would be on the 31st of january still inputting you know spreadsheets from a year ago so it's just easier to outsource certain things it doesn't have to be really expensive um and i think the other the other side of that is that small businesses can get so overwhelmed with the amount of options the amount of you know they think that it's going to cost when you say you know 24 hour tech support or you know seven hours a day text whatever it is it sounds really expensive but actually when you look at it when you work with people like yourselves it can be really you know cost effective yeah and i said i i you know completely agree lots of lots of businesses out there scaremonger they play on that fear and they sometimes then over over inflate their prices me i think i'm probably a little bit too cheap but don't say that on your podcast <laughs> but he's <laughs> being really I'm, honest but i'm being brutally honest and you know who's to say that my prices won't go up this year yeah do you know and, and exactly so i and and this is the thing about finding your clients so i do a lot of social media whether that's strategy whether it's like audits or whether it's social media management me and the team can do it and i had somebody only this week say to me oh have you seen x person they've put their prices up and they're already extortionate and i'm thinking okay well what's extortionate and when she when she said it i was thinking actually yeah that is extortionate because i know the time it would take and and kind of the skills involved and actually if someone wants to pay 1500 pound for a month's social media fine yes but that's that's not my client base now he they will have somebody that will pay that but for me and um, just the way i work and my ethos it just doesn't sit right with me it would make me feel a bit icky charging that to be honest so i have again probably should put my prices up but i'm happy with what it is it's it's part of what i do it feels good it sits right with my client base actually i'm good with that so you know every industry will have its highs and it's it's low you know it's different people different things and again when you're new to business i think sometimes it's that high price tag that people say well it's got to be the best because it's high and actually that's not always the case no, no completely um i was listening to a, an it-based podcast the other day and the host actually said pretty much the same thing as you've just said you know it's good to have a a price point but again just because it's a high price point doesn't mean you're going to get a, a class service but at the same time people you know cl uh, customers can't expect rolls-royce service at pound land prices absolutely and and that's where you as a business owner have to find what you're comfortable with you know you have to find that kind of um almost core pricing and then you can go up or you can go down and you can do different things but absolutely you know and this is the this is the thing isn't it when you start in business you don't necessarily think about all the outgoings you don't think of all the costs sometimes you don't even think about it until something goes wrong but it's just that peace of mind especially with tech you know let's face it my my laptop is my business if that goes down it's gone you know i'm not i'm not working for a few days and there have been times i think where i've kind of gone dirty um 
so it's always good to have a backup it's always good to have that person that you you just has your has you in your corner and we started this by talking about networking and for me it's not you know it's not about the price as such it's about the relationship and the building and the trust you've got to have trust in those business relationships yeah absolutely uh, i mean we're members of a um facebook chat with another networker we quite often have a giggle and a laugh but you know sometimes you know some of the things that we put in there it's just like little nuggets of gold which you forget about and it's nice to have that absolutely and and this is the like i said covid was brilliant for that that kind of uk and further afield networking but you have to almost work at that you have to drop people the little messages just to say are you okay are you still are you still there? And it's good to have that. Um, you know, I would always use a small business where I can because I think the customer service is better. I think the the service in general is better. You know, you're not just a number. I know that if I was to ring a tech company, I'd probably get you are 12th in the queue and there will be an engineer call you back. I know I've got you and I'm not saying this is appropriate to all of your clients by any means because I don't want everyone jumping in your messenger chat right now. But we have a relationship where I can jump in your messenger chat and go, Tony, when you're free, help. <laughs> that's that's really comforting to me that I know that I know you on that level and that, you know, I can support you and you can support me. Yeah. But to all my other customers out there, please use my ticketing system. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I got messenger, phone calls, WhatsApp, right. everything. Uh, so yeah, yeah tickets going forward, Stacia. Yeah. So everything I've just said, ignore that because <laughs> this is how bad at tech I am. I didn't even I didn't even think about ticketing systems. There you go. Let's just scrap that and I'll say, brilliant, Tony. Yes, I can always trust on your ticketing system. Yeah, I'm, you know I'm not editing that first, but that's too much effort. <laughs> right. Um, so my last, maybe not my last question actually. What's you've got some awards coming up? Yeah. Do you want to say a little bit about the the Business Success Awards? Yeah, so part of part of the network, part of the um, part of the kind of the stuff that we do, the visibility is is a business recognition awards every year. So we held our first one last year um, after many people, and I'm sure you were one of them, but he's saying he's not. Said to me, "You should bring back your awards." I used to run it with a previous company, and I'd been kind of toying with the idea. And so last year, I think it was, well, it could have gone either way. It was straight after COVID. So, you know, people could have still been really worried about going out. But luckily for us, it went the opposite way and it got really busy. There was a great number in the room. Everybody, it was almost like people walked in that room and just went, we're back. And that was such a great feeling. And so we wanted to carry it on. So we're doing it again um, next week. And uh, you are a finalist in a couple of awards actually um and so we have a, you know we have a panel of uh, independent judges i cannot be bribed i don't have any say in who wins i get that really now fun. i've tried <laughs> it, it, so before I we press record i tried <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this is why we have a panel of judges because then people either want to kill me or they love me and unfortunately it's not my decision um but for me, the, the great thing about the night is that support, it's that community, it's it's just, you know, a pat on the back for well done. It's, after COVID, everyone felt like, 
you know it had just been such a crazy time and even now i think i spoke yesterday about it feels a bit like a covid hangover it's almost like the small business that we feel like we should we're over it right everyone's done and dusted but actually there's still a you know the cost of living the energy crisis there's all these little bits and it just makes you feel like the, you've got a bit of a business hangover and it's keeping you focused and keeping you going so pat on the back recognition awards so you get two pats on the back tony because you've got two that you're up for there we go um no i completely agree with you there with the uh, you know the covid hangover but i think it was kind of even covid was it was kind of a hangover from brexit <laughs> yeah you know, because we had brexit which was a monstrosity <laughs> when they get hit with a global pandemic then it's brexit again then it's cost of living ukraine and russia and <laughs> well i'll be next? honest i well don't, don't <laughs> ask have a break <laughs> don't ask me that because when when brexit happened i said to my kids wow you're living through something political that you are never going to see you know never see in your lifetime never see anything like it again and they were like oh, okay mom and then covid hit and i went wow you're living through a global pandemic you're never going to see anything like it in your lifetime so that was like two strikes then obviously the whole stuff with Russia and I'm like, wow, we're about to enter World War Three. You've never seen anything like and then that was kind of like Stace. This is three strikes you're out now. Shut up and stop telling your kids they're never gonna see something. Then the Queen went and I was like, Oh my god. So that's like four major things that I was not expecting in my lifetime. I've just stopped communicating with the kids now because I think they're living in a world where they are getting all these firsts and they are getting all this, like, what the hell is happening next? I don't Hopefully wanna, I don't... that means England are going to win the World Cup. Well, um, yeah, we can, we can, it'll be the, the first Cup. time in, my li- in our lifetime. Aliens will invade. <laughs> I know somebody said that's next. I'm not going, I'm not buying that one. But, yeah, it could be anything, couldn't it? Who knows? Yeah, but let's, I do think yeah let's avoid the UFO alien uh, stuff. <laughs> um, but, no, you're right, it's... It's crazy how, in such a short period of time, so many things have happened that you would think, you know, wouldn't happen. And yeah. um, I, I remember, the, you know, the coronation was only a few weeks ago and people were in the pub saying, you know, we're never going to see this again. And it's you like, will. you will, you know, you think about it. I nearly said Prince. Yeah. King, King Charles is 75. Yeah. You know, we will be... You know, we in, the- in theory, unless we get hit by a bus, we yeah. will see another coronation. Our children will see at least one more. I would say a couple, yeah, because you've got you've got to think, haven't you? So, I mean, yeah, I, I do love the royal family, and we, I know we've gone on to, off topic a bit, but yeah, Queenie went. We've only ever known the Queen. People of our generation only ever known the Queen. We're going to see Charles, and let's face it, William is is literally the same age as me. He is a week younger. Should have been a princess, but hey ho. Um, so we're probably going to see William come in. Let's face it. And then my kids, you know, George is the same age as George, so mm. he'll probably see a King George, and he might even live to see. Crikey, it's not even worth thinking about it. Is it? But George's next one. Mm. So, what is normal for us, having only seen one queen, is definitely not going to be our kids' norm. And I, and I suppose, tying this back to tech, I suppose it's going to be like that with technology. Yeah, absolutely. It's just everything's changing so much. You know, you've got all this... Everybody's on the AI bandwagon right now. Um, you know, Photoshop, 
dropped something this week um, around uh, gener generative AI, where it essentially scans the picture and try. You know, if you want it to do stuff. Are you are you a fan? Backgrounds in. It's got its uses. It's still very very infant. Uh, you know, you. I tried to get it to write a bio for me using my LinkedIn profile, which says where I graduated, when, and those sorts of things. And apparently, I've got degrees in e uh, in computer science from either the University of Liverpool or the University of Cambridge. Hey. I've never been to the those universities. I've never <laughs> even been to those cities. So yeah, there's still lots of things for it to learn. But I think longer term, I think it will be something that you know, especially smaller businesses. I mean, they're trying to use it now, and I think there are use cases for it. But only time will tell. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So I did say that there might be one more question. Is there <laughs> one piece of advice you could give the viewers, either tech-based or business-related? It's completely up to you. I'm going to laugh because if I come out with a tech tip now, you are going to be blown away. You're going to be like, hang on a minute, what? She, she doesn't know anything about tech. The so my top tip would be to use Tony's ticketing system. <laughs> that would be number one because he's going to kill me otherwise. Um, the other thing is genuinely ask the experts. Like, don't if it's going to take you four hours to figure it out, sort something out. Look at your time. Look at what it's worth. How much do you charge an hour? Go and you know, go and use that time to earn the money and let outsource the rest genuinely speak to an expert like tony awesome thank you so much for that amazing endorsement i'm going to get that put straight <laughs> on my website um and all my socials uh and no i'm joking uh, no but thank you so much uh i'm really looking forward to seeing you next week at the awards um it's Feels like it's been, yeah, it will have been almost a year, I think, since we've seen each other last face to face. So it'd be, yeah. be nice to have a catch up. Is Mr. C coming as well? Mr. C is coming. There are some surprises that I'm not allowed to give away. Even some of the team don't know some of the surprises. So, uh, but Mr. C is playing a slightly bigger part this year. That's all nice. I'm going to say. So, are tickets still available? Tickets are still, they are still available. We are going to shut them off very, very soon, though. So um, speak to Tony if you want to come along, because Tony will be able to get hold of me or go onto the Business Success Network website and hit the contact us, and I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Lovely. And I'll put all those links into the show notes for when this goes out, which will be tomorrow, the 26th of May. Fabulous. So thank you so much for your time, and I think we'll leave it there. Have thank a great rest of the day. No, you're more than welcome, and I'll see you next week. Our tip of the episode. So before we get on to the tip of the episode, I want to thank Stacey again for her time, and I want to wish her and all of the other finalists the best of luck at the Business Success Recognition Awards next weekend on the 3rd of June 2023. If you are up against me in a category, commiserations because I have won. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. It's been an honour to have been nominated, let alone to have been made a finalist in two categories. 
Now, as Stacey said, if you do want to attend, there is still time to get your tickets. Go to the Business Success Network website and you will find all of the details there or click in the link that's in the show notes. So, on to the tip. Stacey talked about utilising experts a lot during the interview. And it's so true. Business ownership is tough. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Some weeks are really, really quiet. Others, you're rushed off your feet. And with that, cash flow is a bit of a roller coaster, you know, up and down. Because of that, the lion's share of small business owners will try to do everything themselves. Hands up, I'm guilty of doing that as well. I built my website. I was doing my own invoicing and books. I was doing my social media, my marketing, my sales, etc., etc., and you can only grow doing that to a point before you just run out of time. We all only have 24 hours in a day. And there are only so many times when you can work 18 to 20 hours a day before either burning out or you start to hate and resent your own business. And you went into business to essentially have more time for yourself, right? Now... We can't all go and hire marketing people and salespeople, but outsourcing is a great alternative. You get expert knowledge, expert experience, and it's typically less than you would spend on a full-time employee. I've got a bookkeeper and an admin assistant on the team now, meaning there are things that are getting done without me having to spend hours on it. I just have to glance at it and make sure it's done. That means I can focus on business growth, customer service, and all of the techie good stuff that comes with owning and operating an IT support company, including recording this podcast. So that's my tip. Look at outsourcing if you don't do it already. And we've reached the end of the episode already. I've been Tony, the IT smart guy. Thank you once again for watching or for listening. I truly hope you found the the episode insightful, and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode if you have enjoyed it or even if you haven't let us know leave a review leave a comment it's the only way i can get better at doing this and as always i would love for you to subscribe on youtube spotify apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and i will see you next time Thanks for listening to the IT Smart Guy podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'd love for you to like and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice.